0: It's tried true, the DC United post game podcast presented by Sam's mic crackling <laughs> for reasons that I can't explain.
1: We checked it, first. We
0: t- we tried our best, just like DC United tonight in Woo! the umpteenth loss to the New England Revolution since we've started this illustrious production. Being uh, a Fan, I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! It was a three-two, a heartbreaker tonight. I don't know. The late goals kill me, right? No, it like,
1: was. No, it was a heartbreaker. I think it,
0: it's. Oh man, it's tough because. You know, I, I felt like we were definitely out. Third goal, I'm like, alright, I'm ready to go. Like, We could pack it up now.
1: But and like, they score that, and, and
0: oh man, it just makes it that much like, harder to swallow.
1: Up until what, like the 60th, the 66th minute, like when did we score? We were like feeling real good, and then they scored one, and we were kind of like, okay, this is kind of where we expected to be, and then they scored two and three, and it, it was a heartbreaker, and then we kind of came back, and it was a lot. We'll get into it, right? We'll the break it all goal, down.
2: The second goal following up immediately on their first one. Like I think I left, got a drink, came back, and gave up the second goal, and... From that point on, it really felt like there was no way back for us against the best team in the
1: league. It was, yes. I'd like to echo um, Brian Greenberg. It is the whole gang back. Woohoo! hoo <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> <We> love it. <laughs>
0: it's been a
3: minute. It, it really
0: has. It has
1: been a minute. It yeah, was, like, equipment. Black getting married and stuff. I know. You know what the heck. Strange. Other weddings were going to. Shambhala. And, and
0: who would have thought a, a Wednesday night was when we got together hey. to do a show <laughs> with all four of us?
1: Equipment malfunctioning Wednesday night alcohol ensued, but we're, we're back and we're ready to chat about the game. <laughs>
2: what? Speaking of not having everyone back, uh, <laughs> the DC United lineup tonight, it definitely felt like a rotation lineup. You know, Obviously, we've had some injuries and yes. you know, some uh, accumulated uh, issues going on there, but when the lineups came up at an hour before, I don't know about y'all, but I looked at it and said, we're not trying to win this game
1: oh my gosh I was chatting with one of the ticket guys on the way in um he's like one of the head ticket guys that just like stopped and we were talking about the game and he was like did you see the lineup New England is going full throttle and we're not we're not yeah And I was like I I said something like well I mean New England has like effed it up enough times that it makes sense that they're kind of going full throttle and John and I were talking about it on the on the way to walking to the tailgate is like I mean New England has they, they need to go full throttle, right? They have the history of definitely messing it up. But then looking at the lineups, it kind of set in of like, oh, yep, that is a, a full squad. Okay, that, that was a full squad doing it right and not a full squad, DC United. But throughout the game, again, up until probably the 60th minute, absolutely during the first half, I thought like we were a team that was competing with them.
0: Yeah, uh, before before we get too far on that though, Sam, I want I want to dig into the lineup decisions, okay, right? Fair, so we talked fair, a, yeah. we talked a lot about New England kind of first choice for DC though. It, this was basically the team that that ended the game against Nashville. Um, Joseph Mora, Chris Dugichim getting starts in the back line, which Rough. we haven't seen a lot of lately. Um, I, I actually we'll, we'll talk about their performances. I, I I thought they both played pretty well, but they're sure, they're just sure, not sure. the ideal fits there. Sure, I mean, sure, obviously. Sure. You'd, You'd prefer to have Paredes and R in those, Against in those slots. Against the
1: top seed, though. like that, It's different if you're playing bottom seed. I'm sorry. I keep cutting you off while you're trying
0: to... No, it's all bottom. good. I mean, it, it's it's the challenge of three games in a week, right? Yeah, And, and they've absolutely. got both... Ariola and, and Flores still hurt, and so they've got to do some type of rotation. I think this was the game to do the rotation in. Yeah. Uh, other other um, you know changes from what we'd expect to see Felipe got the start over uh, Junior Morena and Drew Scundrich, uh and Nigel Roberto were both in the starting lineup as uh, well. I
3: want my first voice into this podcast to be that Drew Skundrich <laughs> is, is a Loudon United player, and Loudon United are really bad. They're 4-22 and on the season. Drew Skundrich is not a DC United Academy player like he Kevin Peredes or Donovan Van Pine, who was just sent there on, on low. Drew Skundrick is a loud and united player and, and only that. He had and a very we were doomed as soon as he touched the field. To the ghost of Yamil Asad would have played better than Drew Skundrick tonight. <laughs> and, and I know he might Yamil couldn't even make the bench at the weekend. <laughs>
1: <like>. <laughs> he made the bench tonight. Uh,
3: but I was almost on the bench tonight. Uh, Skundrick might get a hockey assist on a deflection tonight, he did. but he, he did. was and as soon Listen, as I, I saw disagree. that, I don't disagree. No. And we need to reframe how we're thinking about this reps team. This ref team that's now beaten us three times this year. Okay. is a legitimate. are good. Point shattering no, t- potential the, team. No. Yes. are good.
1: Yes. The thing is though, and I'd love to frame it the way John and James framed it last episode, which John told me about in the way to the game, was that in this three game, you got to think about it in qualifiers, right? In this three game. Sh- shut up. In Sam, listen
3: to the show. Challenge. Go. <laughs> <laughs> Can't even listen when she's not on it. <laughs> oh.
1: and I've had a busy work week in this three game window. <laughs> you expect four points. And of the four points... <laughs> Shut up! Of the four Why'd points... I you listened on the
0: overseas plan. <laughs> listen,
1: everyone can just stop listening now because we hate John, Joshua, and Black. Um, of the three games, this is the game that we expect to lose points going into the week. I would argue that after watching that first half and like a beginning part of that second half we were a team contending with the top seed in MLS. Like when I say our best defense is our best offense, that's what I saw in the first half, the entire first half, you know, we had chances. New England did not have many chances. We were attacking the goal, but not in the ruthless manner that we've come to learn under Lasada. We were just kind of on the offensive foot. And we, when we got the ball, we were pushing it forward, but, not always in a way that we were directly attacking the goal, but in a way that we expected to be in their defensive third. And in the first half, we didn't concede that way, and we had chances that way, and New England didn't have chances that way. And I think had we continued to be able to play that in the second half, we definitely would have seen a better result out of this game. But in the second half, it just kind of fell apart a little bit.
2: I think it bears mentioning, too, that this is not just three games in a week. It's five games over the course of, you know, a Saturday, Wednesday, Saturday, Wednesday, another Saturday. Like We've got a rough stretch of games coming fast and furious here, so I don't have a problem with the team rotating. And I think we got a better performance out of the team than we would have expected going into it. Uh, you know, Sam talked a little bit about how we really did control the game in the first half. We did, yeah. You, you had a number of opportunities on goal. You struggled a bit to have shots that were really testing Matt Turner. And yeah. it felt Listen, like... Listen,
1: <laughs> against Matt Turner, it's hard, right? Like, New England in and of itself is difficult, but Matt Turner, number one goalkeeper of USMNT, Oh, yeah. Matt
2: Turner had a great game and had a couple big saves, but there were a number of balls that ended up, you know, dribbling up to him or you know, not really challenging him. And, you know, to be a guy on the kind of form that he's been on, you're going to need to do more than just put a ball in the direction of the keeper. He's going to uh, save most of those. And, and you saw it tonight. And I think going into halftime when we hadn't created a goal yet, we did manage to score first to open up the second half, but uh, I felt like we had really blown an opportunity to you know, jump on them early. And this is a Revs team that has enough quality and enough efficiency that when you leave them in the game and give them an opportunity, they go out and score three goals. Yeah.
3: yeah that's, my, that's what I'm going to – I see John raring to go. But I, I, I just want to get this in that I, I think – DC United has done a great job of performing to the level there. The players individually are expected to Ernan has done a great job of putting out the best team that he can. The roster is, is, is what's hurting this team now. And so we, yeah, we, we, we competed despite being at a deficit in talent in the first half. And then we got a very lucky fluky goal, you know, deflection and then you know it goes off the post and falls for Roberta. Those count just just the same. Yeah. And so credit to the team, but over the stretch of the game, even the ninety minutes that we just saw, the New England's quality showed. their their three DPs that cost probably I don't agree. You don't agree with what? That their team is better than ours? No,
1: I, I would agree that their three DPs were the difference makers in this game. I don't think that the overall team quality is what we saw in this game. I think we saw better quality from DC United for most of the game, yeah, but, but if their you three slip DPs for, for no, absolutely, 20, 30 minutes. Absolutely, but if New England didn't have those three DPs, I don't think that w- they would have seen those goals happen. Well, Sam,
3: in the playoffs, no, which we were trying no, to no, go through, I'm to not arguing, I'm not arguing that, yeah. I'm, not
1: arguing that. I'm, I'm just saying that what you said was that New England had better quality th- at the end of the day. I don't think that's yeah. true. I think that overall, DC United had better quality throughout the day. New England just had the, the top players and in an MLS. That's the difference maker. Black is
3: showing me the the MLS uh, salary rosters that, that came out today. I
1: don't uh, disagree. And
3: New England is, is only just ab- above D.C. United, apparently. That's uh, the
1: difference maker. Uh, but Absolutely. they've spent
3: their money wisely. I think Busa yep. and, and yes. ba- uh, Bo and Gil are all great value for money and DC United's DPs were not available tonight.
1: Absolutely, and I, I don't disagree with that. I'm just saying that generally, I don't think DC United was outplayed in this game or that we were completely blown out of the water. I think I would argue that DC United had the better opportunities and played better in this game. It was just those individual different makers from New England that we've been kind of saying all season that DC United doesn't have. John, you've been ar- trying to talk for a minute, and I apologize.
0: No, it's all good. So I, I think... In my mind, Lasada deserves a lot of credit for the game plan tonight. I think it was, especially in the first half, it was executed very well. Especially because those playmakers you talk about, Carlos Hill, Gustavo, they 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 didn't have very many touches at all.
3: Let uh, alone Flora, dangerous or, touches. No, Felipe was man marking. At the end of the second half, it was super apparent. Felipe was just falling Which hill was? wherever he went. He was yeah. playing left center back. Felipe, who is yeah. a midfielder, and, and, and yeah, it was. Uh, And it was a stroke of genius because Hill was not a factor in the first half. That was the game plan. It was talked
1: about in the post-game press conference, which, again, we we hope to add at the end of this podcast. If you're listening on podcast form, it's not always possible. We really hope to. But in case we are unable to, Lasada asked that Jason Anderson, phenomenal journalist, asked specifically, it looked like that was Felipe's single role in this game and iran said absolutely that was his role and he executed it for the most part and you could especially see that in the first half
3: i'll extend that compliment of an exceptional journalist uh for spotting that as well
1: okay (laughs) sure (laughs) you're not paid to do a thing jason is so
3: yeah no but i i think
0: the reality is in in James Lambert and I talked a lot about this after the Nashville game. Like we were talking about a little bit, the, the, the depth isn't there. And and that's the thing is like you roll out the best tactics in the world, which they were spot on in that first half. But if you don't have the talent, and, and especially with a couple of injuries and as many games as we're playing both on the international front for a lot of our players and then back at home in MLS, it, it's tough. you know. And, and I think that's really what – this team seeing, of course, everyone's dealing with, it. every team in the world is dealing with this. It's not an excuse for DC United, but it, it, it enlightens the fact that the the next man up is not where they need to be in order for this team to, to really be as well-rounded as they need to be to compete.
1: Yeah, so it's not necessarily a, a first-team talent. It's the depth piece is what I just heard you say is because we have the first-team talent who's making the international rosters around the world, right? It's that, it's that second runner-up. And you started the podcast, right, with kind of listing off the, the lineup and kind of saying we knew that this wasn't top tier because a lot of those playin- players aren't generally within MLS, second-tier yeah, MLS I, I, players. But I don't know that I'm
0: comfortable with every position the, a Oh, I'm not
1: saying every position by all means. I'm just saying that – I think that a a lot of the DC United fan base can kind of sit back and John, you and I were talking about this before the game as lot, And I'm not saying that you're doing this now, but a lot of the DC United fan base puts the despair of the past 10 years on the team that we're seeing right now. And that's not a situation at all. And I was talking actually to to James, who was on our last podcast and someone from the uh, New England Midnight Riders today at the tailgate about how this moment of despair in DC United this season is the brightest spot that we've seen in the past decade, right? So this is a moment where we have a very good team and we're just kind of inhibited by injuries right now. And But we have a lot more players that are making the national team than we've seen in recent history, right? So the fact that they're leaving and getting injured or the fact that we have these injury issues, it's kind of that second tier coming up and our second tier compared to the rest of MLS's second tier, because I agree, a lot of MLS is struggling with these international games and these injuries, and a lot of like the rest of the world, right, is dealing with this. Is our second tier is not up to par with the rest of the second tier, and I think that's where you saw a struggle tonight.
2: You know, part of that's part playing in a salary cap league. You know, this is not a Man City or a PSG where their second team is probably still the best yeah. in the league. Uh, there's only so much you can spend. This team has been injured a lot this year. You know, we looked at it early in the season, and you know, a n- number of times we said that the team wasn't playing guys who were close to being ready because Hernan wanted to have guys out there who were playing at 100. percent I think we've kind of gotten away from that at this point. Absolutely, uh, where he's,
3: out of necessity. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, it's a question of yeah. availability. Like again, Drew Scuderi got a lot of minutes tonight. I, yeah, you know, he, he is not a guy that I want to be relying on moving forward. Uh,
1: but, go ahead. Sorry, uh, finish with so that.
2: All that to say that at some point you have to wonder why there are so many injuries happening. Is it the players that you yeah. have? Is it the way that you're training? Is it, you know, the, the staff on the back end? You know, they've done a lot of great things getting guys back out there like, you know, Paul and Felipe recovering from major injuries, but at the same time, you've had a lot of injuries this year and it feels like you've had more than your average amount. So I don't know if it, that bears out, but that's just what it looks like on the you know the top of the line eye test.
0: No, I I have a lot of questions about injuries uh, uh, across every team I root for. It seems like, but particularly <laughs> with DC United, yeah, I, I and I, I I believe early in the season we lost some folks kind of on the the medical slash strength and conditioning side, which is never what you want to see. I don't know that it was where I wanted that program to be to begin with, but you know now we're we're, we're kind of I don't want to say excuses, but we're getting to the point now, especially as we move into next year and, and, and beyond, these things have got to be sorted out. Injuries are going to happen, but they can't happen everywhere. You know, they, the team cannot be decimated quite like this without more players that can step in that are like in kind. You know, I, I two main thoughts I have is you know one with the new training facility coming online that just opened about a week ago. I think mean, there's a lot of opportunities there. You know, they won't be training in the basement of Audi Field anymore, which is <laughs> you know a great facility, but it's not a training facility, right? I mean, that's supposed to be. I, I think at one point someone said it was quite literally the old media room that they have like weights in. You know, and so yeah. now that they can move out of there and, and and they'll have more opportunities, that should help. The other thought I have is kind of on the roster construction, though. I mean, you, you make a great point, Black, is that they don't have the 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 funds on hand but also the the salary cap structure doesn't allow for you to spend as much money on your your backups your second string your your depth as, as you'd like to i think where this team really needs to focus is those star players and we talked about Gustavo bow we talked about Carlos Heel you spend money properly on guys like that then all of a sudden your 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 quote unquote backup players are the starters on this roster today and they're impact subs you know that's that's how you spend effectively under the MLS roster control. So,
1: so just right before Joshua makes a point, which I'm sure is a great one, I'd just like to point out that I think that saying that injuries, I think that's a little bit of like a beginning of the season mentality and not a right man, right now mentality is because we have four players out. Heinz who's been out for a minute, Reina and Flores, and then questionable is Areola. And it says Reina and Flores are out until November 9th, and Flores is aiming to be back Wednesday against the Red Bulls, and that's per Steven Goff. Um, so I, I just wanted to point that out that I think that's less of an injury thing and more of a depth thing, and then I'd love to throw it to Josh. No, I know
0: three-and-a-half starters, though. Right? No, absolutely. No, I, I,
1: I'm just saying I, that-
3: I lean more – I'm agreeing with John on this. I, I think, yeah, you you list some high-end players there for our team that are out. If we had one or two stars to carry I, – I think the middle of this roster, and me and James talked about it. Gosh, James, stop being so relevant for our podcast. <laughs> uh, but – We talked about The middle of this roster is good Perez is good value for money Uh, Canals is good value for money Like like literally almost all of our roster Is good value for money And those are the middle of our roster The meat of it is good Our star players are kind of Disappointing. No,
1: but that's that's the point is that it's that is that we're like the middle of the pack and we're not getting our kind of money for value. Like, right. So the so
3: I don't think it's the the depth. Honestly, I I, I, think, I think it's it I think it's the cream of yeah. the crop there that that's not pulling the rest of it up. No, but uh, if you're when, arguing
1: the cream of the crop is injured, which it felt like what I, you all were just saying, I, I,
3: I think if, if the Revs had three to four injuries like we do right now,
1: they don't though.
3: But Bo. Orbuska or Hill pull them through games, and they win games despite a little bit of injuries. Okay, we, that's fair. R- we right now don't have anything That's like that. fair,
1: but DC United, and I don't have the stats in front of me, but I know that DC United within the pay range of the rest of the league, and Black, I think you maybe just had this up, so maybe you can pull it up quickly, and I'm going to expand a little bit in case you don't. But I, I I don't think that DC United is of the top of the league in spending, and you can see that in Neither the fact the that reps, we don't though. have a third DP. Neither so, are the reps, though. No, it doesn't matter, though. So I'm, I'm arguing that like when... You have those kind of cream in the crop players who are a couple injury. We have four injuries, right? So when you have four injuries, if you're spending enough for their backups to be able to cover that, I think that we win no. this game or at least tie it. No,
3: I'm not asking for Chicharito or Zlatan or Nor someone who, or someone who's in the Nor top five of spending. I mean, I, I, I am. But um, no, I, um, I'd be okay with that because I, I think Benzema wants to come to them. You know, uh, but, so that is true. But, uh, but someone who's uh, like Gustavo bow, despite being a DP is, is good value for money. Hill, despite being a DP, is one of the best players in the league, despite his being a smaller DP than most. I, I think DC United really need DPs that make difference. And we have the opposite of right now. We have what? a DP who doesn't play.
1: Black do you have yeah, the spending of so the league? We
2: can get more into the spending, you know, towards the end of the show. Yeah, I think we still have a couple more things to cover as far as the, the, the game, actual the game, game the game that we just watched. <laughs> but yeah, you know, since since we've got into it a little bit, uh yeah, you know, the list I'm looking at, D C United is about twenty first in total roster spending. That's what
1: we have in the comments. we five too.
2: Yeah, and New England is twentieth. Uh you know, but if you look at that in terms of points that we've gotten per dollar, New England is far and away at the top of the league, but they've also got a lot of points. Things have been going great right for New England. DC United is 11th on points per dollar. So, again, creating w- fairly well, you know, punching above your weight for what you're spending. Which is
1: fair. Yeah, and I'd just like to frame this game in that we didn't expect to win it to begin with. Uh,
3: Flores and Paul Ariola combined are probably negative dollars for money. Well, I, I, what I was going to say about Flores and
0: Paul, and, and I, I I, don't think it's much of a secret how much I like Paul. I think I've challenged Flores quite a bit since we started this show, but I don't think either of those guys should be on a DP contract, and you could pay them the same amount of money. I think you could buy them both down with Tam, and that would open up, realistically, three DP slots for this team to fill, and, and they haven't. And I, I think that that's ultimately the point I, I'm trying to make here is, you could keep most of this roster intact and bring in three DPS and still be roster compliant. And I think if they did that, they would be in in much better shape. and And they don't have to be those you know crazy money DPS. They could be the New England style DPS. And not only does that give you depth, but that gives you much more talent.
1: So I think maybe we can expect that going into this off season with the signing of. Lucy Rushton, right, who was able to ma- – I don't think you bring in someone who was able to make some phenomenal moves in Atlanta on the promise that she's not going to be able to spend money in the offseason. I don't she, think she comes here She tweeted here about
3: uh, two hours before the game that DC and I are hiring a data analyst, mm-hmm. and and maybe that's a little bit late for me. I, w- I would hope that she had her staff completely filled as soon as she arrived. She
1: still has time, though. Uh,
3: there, there's a whole offseason to go. Uh, exactly. But uh, th- there are definite needs for DC United, and I think the first one is shipping Flores for whatever amount of money you can get for him, whether it's a coupon to Harris Teeter or not. <laughs> uh, I, I'm I'm up for it because yeah, we, we talked about we got beat tonight by the, the three the three scores for the Revs were were their DP players, right? So that's tough. Uh, our DP players be saying play that Nigel
0: Roberta and Ramon Avila are not DP players. They
3: are fringe players that you <laughs> sign on a flyer, and, and they've come pretty good. Like I that. will say, I, Ramon Avila's goals per minute has got
0: to be near the top of the league. I'm yeah. sure he's not eligible for any stats. Uh, Olamara Ola, Ola Ola esque Kamara <laughs> is right. top of the league. That's right
3: uh, for you know minutes uh, over 15 minutes or, or whatever. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Abuma has, has been fantastic. Roberta, yeah, has been injured a lot of the season, but when he's been on. He's been good. So, uh,
2: yeah, well, let's talk about those goals a little bit because that first goal from <laughs> Roberto was, you know, at that point, you felt very good about DC United getting a result. The tonight.
1: stadium felt good. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You, know, you had that, that big shot come in. Uh, I think it was Kamara that had the, sh- the shot and, you know, yeah. ricocheted off. And uh, you have Roberto with a great finish to that uh, lower corner there. And at that point, you thought, hey, we're going to go. We're going to get second. Uh, I think we had just had a adverse decision from the referee it really felt Sorry. like which you know we're, we're not gonna go. ban the orange
0: referee uniforms. <laughs> we
2: love it. yeah it was festive but uh yeah at that point it, it it felt good and then things turned about 10 minutes later
3: yeah uh the the, the goal i was I, i'll admit i was slandering our, our guy from Loudon. Uh, right before it, and that then is he drew, drew? Yeah, yeah say his name.
1: It. Say his name. Our
3: our guy from Loudoun who <laughs> plays for DC. United.
1: He's, that he's, is he's, Drew Scundrake playing for DC United the whole season.
3: Should he though? Anyways, uh, he saying. gets a little bit lucky with a deflection, yeah. and then yeah, Kamara, oh, I, he's that golden boot is slipping from his hand. I mean, maybe good for he's DC United. It, he's got it. There might be a clause in his contract. He needs to figure that out <laughs> 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 real quick because. The rest of the pack is catching up to him. But but yeah, off the post. And yeah, you guys are right. that we, we were feeling pretty good because we were toe-to-toe with New England to that point.
1: I would argue for the most part of the game, we were toe-to-toe. It was individual moments that lost us this game. And I'm not saying that that's excusable, and I'm not saying that that means we should have won this game. I'm saying that generally when you look at the scope of this game, it's less dire than what you think when you look at the... Scoreboard And John is nodding at me. Yeah. So I'm going to call him out for agreeing with oh, that. Oh, the
3: XG is off the charts. I don't know if that's what John is looking no, at. No, I wasn't. Wait, what but was the XG it? was ridiculous. Like, New England was at zero, and we were at, like, at one and a half at the time of 1-1. One, one. I'm oh, not man. even
1: necessarily saying we should have won this game. I'm just saying that a loss is probably unfair for this team. And again, coming into this game, I think we would have loved a tie. I was predicting a 1-1 tie. I I thought that we would have been good to get out with a point. But having points aside and score aside, having watched this game with my own eyes, it made me more confident going into the playoffs, which we're not obviously guaranteed for, but which we're hopefully entering. It made me more confident at least going into this playoff push, I guess then it's a
2: big game this weekend
1: you're right now had we it's huge out yeah
0: it's huge this weekend it, it, before we get there I, I i just want to address kind of what you guys were talking a little bit about with new england's goals I, to me all three new england goals were like worth watching a replay on i mean they were they were just very Good. well done they were it, a lot of individual skill in them i mean i think it was the second goal um, it was just carl seals i believe and he you just kept creating more and more space it, it, it was almost like a yeah like a point guard dribbling around the three-point line just waiting to c- put a quick move create a little space and and, and blast it and that's what he did and it wasn't a ton of space i mean it, hamid was close to all three goals but i don't know if any of them were really savable i mean it was like it, it was they, they were quality goals that new england was able to create and i think and i've got nashville on my mind a little bit too but that's two straight games here where dc united largely did not create good chances but it
1: was against the one and the two in the east who are arguably not going to be caught in the east and i'm not saying this is it's excusable i would argue it was possibly new england talent possibly dc united falling asleep probably like a, a large combination of both i'm just saying that those are kind of the the two teams that if we were to drop points in this playoff push like these are probably the teams we expected to do so
0: yeah that, i don't know if it's either i mean i i, I just think we haven't created i, I don't know that we'd be cr- too creative against even cincinnati or toronto right now
1: no we just talked about XG, right? I, th- I think that we created they did. probably not the most of the season, but, but we created a decent amount for it being the number one team in the league. And no one's arguing that DC United is even competing for number one team in the league. But what I, was
3: XG? Uh, so at the time, Matt Doyle tweeted out uh, at the time of the sixty-first goal, the DC United was at two, like two point one expected goals. And New England was at like point three when That's it was, what I'm saying. When, and it, how it, when we, it was two one, there. So we we had sco- so we scored one. one. That was when we were down two one. Yeah. Okay.
1: That, wait, that was when we were down two one, or that was when we were up one nothing. Down, down two down one. Two. Okay. Sorry. Which
3: I, I mean, th- if you blinked, you you missed that yes. whole thing because they they happened four so, minutes so apart. So that's
1: what I mean. Is like when you look at this game and and like it's disappointing <laughs> walking away from it to walk away with a loss, but I don't think it's as dire as we think and especially in like the context of the season, what?
3: I, I think that Lasada's system creates a lot of chances. And I think our <laughs> players don't capitalize on those chances yes! and therefore we lose games. I agree. Uh, and I don't see anything changing in that regard. It's not like Paul's going to get healthy and come back scoring a lot because he's never done that. He's been guys. We love Paul. He, he hustles. He does so much for the team. He does so much for the U.S. men's national team. Flores doesn't produce really either so so those guys coming back isn't going to change that the, the team's going to still create a lot of half or, or quarter chances but the team's not going to capitalize so, on so that.
1: what so what do you sorry, sorry so like, i, I, I do to know what are you arguing I, I don't think going forward i
3: don't think going forward when we play new jersey temporary and new jersey permanent i don't i don't think we're going to get goals there i i, I think Unless See, Kamara earns the a pin
1: or the system or like, I
3: think it's the roster. The roster just not good enough to carry us into the playoffs. If you look at the other teams that we had to face and we're facing the one and two teams because we've already played the fifth, fifth, six team, right? <laughs> we're
1: playing a lot of that in black. I know you had something. Yeah. I cut you off. I think in,
2: in this instance, I don't think the XG gives you the full picture for the kind of finishing that we saw, you know, XG, as a general rule, tells you how you're going to create based on where the shot's coming from. But as we said earlier, they weren't getting a lot of really challenging shots out of it. They were getting into position, but they were not finishing. And that's been a problem that we've seen from this team, particularly early in the season. And we've gotten away from it a little bit over the last month or so, but it's starting to rear its head again that this team does not finish.
0: Yeah, I, I think this team is toast if if Paul and Edison and and perhaps most importantly Yorty can't come back, and 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 within the next couple of games because it doesn't really uh, they're not going to get into the playoffs if those guys can't come back and have an impact here and you know you alluded to it a little bit but yeah this weekend's game is massive you know they play away to New York City and and you know James and I talked a little bit at the weekend about. You know, how many points do you need to kind of get out of this little three-game window here? It was almost like kind of a, a mini like World Cup qualifier feel because, Sam, as you said, Nashville, New England, top two teams in the East, you got them both at home. It's great you got them at home. They're still the top two teams in the East. Those aren't easy games, and we got one point out of them. And then you got to go away to New York City. New York City's a team that's not playing great right now. They're, I believe they're below the playoff line, but, I mean, how everybody's close in the East. It, they
2: it, are tied high. with us on 41 points. Yeah, so, so we're they level on tonight. points.
0: And you've got to play on the postage stamp at Yankee Stadium. I looked mid-show on the weekend. It'll only be New York City's sixth game at Yankee Stadium this year because they've been you know, kind of that, that land-sharing agreement Jersey, with, with uh, the Red Bulls. <laughs> but it, I think – there's a chance that if if DC United were to catch them in the playoffs, there with a, with a full on roster, which obviously is not going to happen with where things are in the standings, but it, that size field could play into DC United's hands more so than it has in the past. I think this this fast high press style is is actually would benefit from that. I mean, we we made out field a little bit smaller this year, right? But I'm not feeling good about it now. Just seeing like how these guys played tonight, it, I think it's going to be. It's gonna be tough on the weekend. I, I, don't, I don't. think we have the advantage. Uh, obviously, we don't have the advantage. I thought NYCFC's advantage would be smaller than perhaps it, it is. I don't I, know.
1: I disagree with that because I think we started a lot of players tonight going into the New York actual New York game. I like. I mean, Assad, Kevin, right? Like there were a, a there were a lot of people on the bench that I think like would usually. Do we see Assad?
3: Uh, Yamil Assad was a.
1: He was on the bench. I
3: think he paid it for a ticket tonight. Uh, but <laughs> I think he, was, he was there. I was say we might need to put out a police report. I think we ain't seen him in so long.
1: No, I'm not saying he played tonight. Oh. Oh. Yeah. I'm saying that he was on the bench tonight, perhaps in.
3: I don't
0: think that no. solves any problems so for I,
2: DC. United. Assad hasn't featured in for the team since.
0: They actually uh, Goff asked Lasada about that over the weekend and was like, "Hey, well, you know, what's what's the status of Emil Assad?" And Lasada <laughs> said he was not in the roster. team <laughs> I was so, also not in the roster. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was an interesting answer. I, I was admittedly surprised to see him on the roster tonight, but I, I don't know that that has any bearing on the weekend. But the, the point, my two cents. The point I
2: think you're making, and you know, feel free to correct me if I'm wrong here, is that you know, you did rotate with the expectation of starting Kevin, of you know having a more first choice roster for the New York game this weekend,
1: right? Yes, I think this this is the game that you manage minutes for, and john was it you who said that like or i also james listen james just come on the pod permanently um but we were talking about how like this is very greg berhalter-esque in the qualifying window is that you try to manage minutes in that middle game and then you lose it and like you don't if you don't have managing minutes is a luxury right like you that's not an automatic, so you don't get to just assume you get to manage minutes and then lose and drop points, right? and then that doesn't work out for you in the long run. But what I'm saying is, I think that losing tonight is not like the end-all be-all DC United sucks, we're not making the playoffs, I think that that was Lasada's attempt to manage minutes, and we saw it working for most of the game, and then we hit the 60th minute, and we like had those unfortunate individual mishaps, which is not acceptable i'm not saying it's okay i'm just saying that like probably the mentality was we're gonna manage the minutes we're gonna try to get a point out of it and then we went up and then we tied and then we went down it was unfortunate but of the three games this was the game to do that with and then you're going into new york city on a field where they have which is traditionally a hard Field to play at, but one that they haven't played at a lot, and hoping to kind of steal points from that game.
3: I, I think that's a good comparison. I think much like Berhalter's situation, where his job was in question after that second game. If he does not win it the third, people were calling.
1: People on Twitter were calling. I don't think U.S. Soccer is... Yeah, because his
3: whatever his brother whatever. I'm just um, saying. I'm just saying. <laughs> but I think if Berhalter had lost that third game, he'd be in really hot water. If D.C. Yeah. United loses this third game, just like you're saying, and, and there's credit to that resting the midweek game, the one that you think you're going to lose. But if they lose against New York City, oh, th- right. then they're toast. They're out of the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely, and, It's and, a, yeah. a six-point game.
1: I don't think that's absolutely anything.
3: Yes. It, you just said they rested for, for the New York City no, game. No, I
1: think that they did.
3: So if they rest for this New York City game and then they lose – and then they, what do they do against New absolutely, York? It's, that sucks. it's a must win. We Red have, Bull But win. then we
1: have two home games and then an away game. And yeah, I don't, I don't just, know the math on it. And I'm sure that, like, the people listening, please pull it up. Like, correct me if I'm wrong. But every game is must win from now
3: on because we're playing people around the playoff yeah,
2: line. It, we, it, we need to treat every game like We
1: No, game. absolutely. We need to treat it like that. I'm saying realistically, <laughs> if we lose over the weekend, it's not the end all be all. There's still hope. We're tied right? for
0: seventh right now. So, yeah. Like, I, I think it's yeah, this but
1: is a huge listen, game Listen, you can this like, tie a game and jump up four points in the East right now. It's super tight.
2: I, 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 if, <laughs> if, we, if we lose to New York City this weekend, New York will be on 44. We'll be on 41. If Montreal also wins, we're going to be three points out. It's,
1: it's not in our hands anymore. And as Burn yeah, Mom said in the postgame tonight, which we listened to on the way home, right, but right now it's in our hands, and that's the place you want to be in, and we need to really win from this point forward. But...
0: Yeah, no, I, I mean, yeah, you're right. They they've got to win. It, one question I had though, Sam, would you have approached tonight's game differently? You, you mentioned that you thought that you know resting players was a luxury. Is, would you have started the the full strength tonight?
1: Hindsight being 2020, right? And having seen the way that this game played out, I think that I would have probably subbed a little bit sooner, closer to our goal, and closer to. That's, New England school yeah. again hindsight being 2020. But I mean, yeah. so, but I mean you, you probably
0: would have rolled out a similar starting lineup, though. I mean, you you, you uh, chose um, to rest people from. the
1: I game. I don't know that I would have chosen to to rest people. Obviously, uh, yeah, I'm not I'm, I'm not also like intimately involved with like everyone's fitness levels and sure. what they think they can also do on Saturday. So ha- going into the game, right? If like Lasada had chosen that lineup, and then I was suddenly in charge. Perhaps, like, seeing out the first half, seeing out that first goal, and then I would have subbed a little bit. I think that Drew and Chris, as much as I love the both of them, really struggled this game. And I probably would have subbed them out a little bit sooner to try to see the game out a little bit sooner than what we did.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think you're honing in on, I mean, those those guys were the the obvious not first choices, right? Like, if we didn't have a midweek game, they wouldn't have played. Um, I I hope that Andy Nahar is fully healthy to come back. I mean, he he left a little bit early over the weekend, and there were some questions. He played a lot of games for Honduras uh, over the qualifying window. So, yeah, I mean, him coming back in for Christian duhia is going to be a, a massive upgrade. Um, and then, you know, I... <laughs> At this point, my only complaint with Kevin Paredes is my dude's got to get up off the ground. Like, stop going down too easy every time you get fouled. But other than that, he's 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 ahead of Mora, obviously, in terms of playing that that outside back position. Especially in, in this system.
3: I, I think it's a fascinating thing if you think about it. I, I think Lasada maybe blinked and, and, and Arena didn't because Arena touts out the full strength lineup. And I think that didn't make sense at all. He should have rotated at least yeah, a little yeah. bit. Uh, I think Lasada rotated a little bit and that kind of like bit us tonight. Do you think I, mean, Bruce... I would have rather rotated more or not rotated at all and really gone for it? And I think that would have maybe gotten some points for us tonight if we had put out the first oh, no. line. Or... Know,
2: knowing Bruce the way we do, do we think that <laughs> yeah. he wanted to win this game?
0: He yeah. came
3: out he saying... He every game. He came out saying he didn't care no. Especially game. against DC yeah. United. Especially yeah. against DC United. He was, he was United. on the record oh, saying he didn't care about the Supporter Shield. He was all in a, um, on the playoffs. He also was on the record saying FDC United. And he's a liar. And he's won DC Basically, United trophies. yes. <laughs> he's
1: on the record <laughs> saying FDC United. I'm mad you guys didn't hire me, so I want to F you up as much as possible. Speaking of
3: which, I got a fist bump from Ben Olsen before the game. It was nice. weird. Did you tell I told him, to him he, the spirit. I told him he sucks Did now. Did you tell him to give um, the Yes. Um...
0: I,
1: Give it to King. You should have said.
0: I'm not. Oh man, I'm just looking at New England. So they they drew over the weekend, which I had slept on. They they drew at home to Chicago. So I I am not a little. I guess I'm not as surprised now that I know that that he went full strength tonight. The the tough part is that they play uh, Orlando over the weekend, which would be nice if they could beat Orlando at the weekend. But they they are away to Orlando. I bet so. they rotate. <laughs> I would imagine they would.
1: Because we're the bigger threat. <laughs>
0: All right, before we leave this game, uh, oh, we got to award a man of the match. So, Michael Black, since you haven't been here since now, <laughs> who is your man he of was, match? To be clear, <laughs> on his
1: honeymoon,
2: Mbappe looked great. <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, he's coming to DC United. When?
2: <laughs> I mean, as soon as we get that oil tanker. Uh, okay, for me, it, I, I struggle a little bit with this because we've talked about our uh, our criteria for awarding man of the match. Uh, just from the what I saw him do tonight, I thought Donovan Pines had a great game. And it's tough to say in a game where you, you gave up three goals, particularly three goals, that you know, defense didn't shut down very well. But it seemed like every time you turned around, Donovan Pines was making the play that he needed to play. And you know, sometimes it made you a little bit nervy because he left it late. But I, I thought he had a fairly good game. Uh, so that's my mind of the match. It's
0: my pick as well. Makes it easy.
1: I'm sorry. What did you say? I was... I was. I was,
0: I was <laughs> Sam, I was the good con- news is we record this as a podcast, so you I can listen back. I
1: was commenting on the live. I was commenting on the live. We'll, we'll punt. punt Okay, thank uh,
3: you. I'll, I'll give honorable mention to... I'm the, I'll give honorable mention to... Uh, AOC, a Dewey HM. I, I thought he was somewhat decent. I expect absolutely nothing from a Dewey Chim. I, I also thought he played well. I, uh, yeah, I thought that he played ridiculous. above expectation. He did not have a negative grade, uh, according to who scored. I know you guys love to tease me about that. that <laughs> absurd. But honestly, I expect a Dewey HM to perform a little bit better than That's an your Academy name player. Match. I he mean, he's no. Honorable it was mention.
0: an honorable mention, but, I mean, Sam, I, I I think you're giving him a tough time. I mean, he, he was subbing in for our, our, our player of the season. He was yeah. subbing in for <laughs> like.
1: I thought he played poorly.
3: Oh, man. No.
0: Sometimes uh, I wonder if we watch the same game. No, we don't. Same.
3: We definitely same. don't. Uh, and I also want to maybe give it to Roberta. He, he is the who scored player of the game. He does bag that goal, and I thought he was pretty a good part of the uh, attack, but I'll also give mine to Pines. He... Man, I was dogging him a couple weeks I ago. I know. He's. he's the he, past couple games have been a, yeah. a big step up for him. Yeah, I mean, and so too. Heinz Eich is healthy ish now. It'll be popcorn, at least for that. Maybe we're not in the playoffs, but, but hey, we can watch Well <laughs> <the laughs> We Center might be then. winning games through <laughs> shootouts because we keep clean sheets, but we know we can't score. <laughs> I think, Sam?
1: I don't think Heinz like, is close to being healthy.
3: He started training.
1: I don't think that's close to him being game ready. Whatever. So. My honorable mention is Julian Gressel. I thought he played really well. I thought he was in a lot of attack. Um, His crosses in, I think, were phenomenal today. But uh, mine is going to uh, agreeing that Pines did fine tonight. uh, Not agreeing that Chris did. Um, uh, Mine is going to Russell Knauss. I thought he did really well. I thought he stuck a lot of really hard tackles. And we we could have had a much more difficult game had it not been for him really holding down that six. I thought he played Really well tonight. His shots not very great, but he, that's not what he practices, so we can't blame him for that.
3: He had a couple touches though. I was like, oh, Russell. Yeah, yeah. he did. No, yeah. he,
1: I thought that I, again. His that shots shot. don't look at those because those were not great. But again, you're six. They're not in your forward shooting practice. They're in your defender practice. I don't know. You, were you at the home opener? Yep, because
3: <laughs> he buried that one. Yeah, and,
2: and Joshua. Yeah, you know, I think I like your shout about Roberta, particularly for having scored that goal.
4: Shouts he to who scored
2: is so frustrating to watch because <laughs> you know he's your traditional striker kind of player where you don't see a whole lot of it, and then he has that one moment. Uh, I wish he was faster. I wish he created a little bit more, but you know I, I do appreciate the, uh, the finishing when we needed it.
3: And oh, most DC United players miss that shot. Yes, that <laughs> that rebirth of Beres.
5: <laughs> just <Yeah>. just saying.
1: <laughs> um. Are you about to move on? I was. I would just like to point something that we kind of mentioned um, that was brought up in in the question. is really good. Yeah. Shut up. (laughs) Is that Pablo Mora did drop like two to three, maybe four years ago that um, Bruce Arena was approached by DC United. And I don't specifically remember exactly where it fell through, um, but he was, there was, there was talks of him kind of taking over for Ben Olsen and that fell through. um, And there's a little bit of bitterness. There was my interpretation of that situation, and then around that time was when Bruce Arena came out and said that DC United had no history and that we were failing on our cultural presence. Um,
2: would you, and this is a different kind of worms, would you take Bruce over Hernan?
1: No, I like Hernan. Um, I bet. <laughs> I think that's an unpopular opinion. Probably, I think most people would take Bruce on over Hernan. Um, the guy with I, I, I'm just yeah, whatever. I'm just I'm just saying that that because it was questioned and we, and we kind of like mm-hmm. glossed over it that 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 was a situation that Pablo Mora several years ago and I don't think it was public at the time that it happened and I think it was maybe like a couple years or like a couple months after that Pablo had said like in kind of a social-ish setting with TSS and um the Cooligans, that um Arena had been approached for DC United and then Something happened and that didn't happen and Ben remained the coach, but I just wanted to like clear that up because he kind of like joked about it and moved on, but there, there was that question.
2: Well, here's my follow-up to that question is, you know, I think we all agree that we like having Hernan. We're happy with where things are at right now. Hernan is here for three seasons and contracted may move on. Uh, If we told you that Bruce was going to continue coaching MLS, which, it's what he does. To it's what he's done for. Great. Yeah, <laughs> for, would you rather have Bruce for the next, say, five to eight years instead of Hernan leaving in two or three? I'd rather have Bruce for one year okay. than Hernan for three. Okay.
3: Bruce knows how to win in this league. Bruce knows how to make ownerships pay for what they need. It, it, Think no, I, Think I, back I, two years about what the New England Revs were in this league. Bruce made Kraft pay attention, and he bent that ownership into a supporter shield. Like they're going to yeah. win hardware this season. It's if not multiple hard pieces of hardware.
0: It, it, that that's so important, right? What, what you just said. I mean, I I still struggle to to see the Revs as a legitimate team, and and yet. They are. They're a good team. They're the, probably the best team in MLS, and and they shouldn't be, right? I mean, they're, they're, their ownership puts all their money into the Patriots. They play in the Patriots stadium an hour from Boston. Like They don't do a lot of things right, but one thing they did right was they hired Bruce Arena. They they built a, a fantastic training facility, and like you said, they allowed Bruce Arena to come in and say, hey, you got to spend some money on a couple key players, and we're going to kick some ass, and they're kicking ass.
1: I think – this, I mean, we don't need to get into it super much, but it also also gets into like, is is the shield or the MLS Cup like the big trophy that you're winning? And especially in this I'll crazy, take one. Esp- I mean, <laughs> yeah. no, I'm just saying, especially in this crazy like COVID season when you're not really playing the the West and the East aren't playing each other. E- the
3: East is better anyway. It's shambolic. Not
1: historically. So. Not historically, but
3: they yeah, uh, this year definitely. the bottom of the East is like three teams. And the bottom of the West is like five or six. Uh, but uh, yeah, I I think Bruce I, I don't like him better than I like Hernan. I think Hernan is a guy to rally around to build yep. your franchise off of. But I think an MLS trophy is or a supporter shield is something to build off your build your I'm not franchise around with too. That. Yeah. And I I think well I know that he's going to deliver because they are almost guaranteed to win the shield now, it's and they almost might.
1: Guaranteed that they don't win the cup though too. So. Like. Uh,
3: the Revs yeah, have we'll a see. history of that, but Bruce Arena does not have a history of missing. Which out will be
1: interesting. Yeah, it'll 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 be interesting this season.
3: Well, looking ahead, uh,
0: there's four games somehow, <laughs> only four games left in in DC United season. They are away to New York City this weekend. We've talked quite a bit about that. Uh, Wednesday, they're home uh, to the Red Bulls. Next Saturday, they're home to Columbus and then they finally have a full midweek off and they wrap up their season uh, across the border uh, away to Toronto. So my my question to you all before we wrap the show is... How many points do D.C. United need out of the next four games in order to get into the playoffs? What is their magic number uh, I, this year?
1: I'll go for it. I don't. I'm not going to give you a number, though. But I, I do think that we sneak okay. into the so, playoffs. So just to be clear, you're not going to answer
0: the question. <laughs> not at all.
1: I'm going to answer the question I want you to ask because I live in D.C. Um, I think that we do make it into the playoffs. I don't necessarily guarantee that we're getting a home game, but I do think think we're getting.
2: We're not getting a home game, but But yeah, we'll see. I think for me, you need at least seven. That's and it is probably eight or nine, but I think you need at least seven to still be in the contention. If
0: you end up with four... Seven seven will put you on forty eight, yeah, which is uh, would be good for. Third today, as it sits.
2: Yeah, but everyone else also plays four more games.
1: No,
0: of course, of course. I just so give it some to context to, to where the yeah where, so the, you, where yeah. we're
1: at. You're you're doing the math, John. Just to be clear, as if no one else is winning. No, I'm asking
0: what what's the magic number? Like what no, when no, the season ends? Saying,
1: no, I'm saying that you said we would be in fourth today with those points.
2: I think if we get seven more points, yes, we make the playoffs.
1: I'm, I'm just a, saying a, that, John, you said that would be fourth as if no one else makes any points.
3: It's it's really easy. We're seventh. We play eight, nine, and ten in the next three weeks. I think if we don't win two of those games, we're out. So I I'll put the magic number at forty-seven, which would be the you know two six wins. Points. I I think yeah yeah six points from from those next three games because literally we play the people that would bump us out of yeah. the playoffs. That that's too easy. The a Toronto game. I'm hoping it doesn't come down to that, but that should be a gimme. That should be posturing between seventh and sixth or fifth. But if we don't get six points out of the next three games which is tough because they're they're all within a week um we're, we're out, and, out of the wire, yeah and i look guys i after tonight i'm not feeling too confident uh two two three games ago That's before unfair. the before the orlando loss and when we were in third i was feeling pretty good that yeah. was
1: also unfair though that was like a little bit of a spoof that we had jumped up to third right like I, I think it's also unfair to just judge. It, it, it this might be one a little bit game. of spoof
3: that we jumped into the playoffs too. No, uh, I, I think it's. I it's, think
1: you can't judge it based off us playing one and two. I think these next games are the ones that we're really going to have to judge on. Right, of. right.
3: That's why I'm saying we need six points out of the next. Three, I wouldn't say three that we're games.
1: not confident because of this game, though. Because again, I think that going into this game, what change? Right
3: I, I don't see too many changes between this game and the next couple.
0: Yeah, we don't have them to
3: make. Well, yeah.
1: we'll see. I right,
0: so I I, I think. I'll say it's a little. It's closer to seven, and, and the reason I say that is because we're we're in we're in seventh and and tied for it with NYCFC, and so it's it's a brilliant place to be in playing the three teams right behind you. But if and when you slip up and miss a point or two, there, somebody in front of you's got to slip up too because you got to make room for you and the team that beat you to get get in. So I I think it's going to be a little bit closer to seven. I could see Montreal falling out. Um, you know, man. Or, or Orlando and Atlanta, I think, are in.
3: I, I've been wanting to doubt Montreal the whole year, but they've been solid. Yeah, nice. no,
0: I, I, I don't necessarily know that they will. I think they're the most likely, though. I mean, Atlanta's in, Orlando's in, Philly's in, and so we're. It's really down to <laughs> sixth and seventh. Um, and there's <sighs> it's close. There are five teams vying for it. Uh, even Miami might still be technically alive. <laughs> Stop. All right. So as we look ahead, um, I did not do the math for the the, the Loudon and Spirit this week. L- Loudon plays
3: this Saturday night. They just uh, got clapped against by against two, <laughs> 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 three nothing against the seventh uh, best team in their conference. And there's only eight teams. Guess who's eighth? Uh, Loudon United. <laughs> Hey.
2: Lifelong fan of Loudon United, Joshua Morgan. Yeah. So uh, Loud has another chance this weekend on Saturday night at uh, Segra Field. They're playing the Tampa Bay Rowdies. And the Spirits are off for their kind of international break. They can come back, I think, on Halloween. I think that's right. For their last game of the season against Houston. And they're in the playoffs. The playoff
0: bound, Washington Spirit. That's right. Yeah.
2: Let's go.
1: That's what I was just looking at, which. Jesus oh. Christ. I would. That's super positive. If you're unknowledgeable about the NWL generally, I would recommend you read all that. Yeah. Lots to all. fix. Yep, that's all I have the capacity to say right now. But Party congrats to making the spirit. Yeah. In the playoffs. Absolutely. Big accomplishment.
2: Win this weekend.
3: Uh, start start rooting for the underdog in the playoffs because it, it might not be us. <laughs> Count your airline miles because it's
0: going to be a road trip in the first round Uh if we get in. Let's go. We'll see what happens this weekend for a show. A lot of travel logistics going on once again for us, or at least for me. We'll see what else happens with the rest of the game, but we'll sort it out, and um, we'll talk with you guys real soon right here on Tried and True, the DC United postgame podcast presented by Heineken.
5: Hi, coach. Before any questions, hey. before any questions, opening remarks from you?
4: Yeah, sure, sure. <clears throat> Can I get a word, please? Um, yes. Thank you. Thanks. Um, look, you play against uh, the best team in the league. Who comes here to play with the best lineup they have? with Bao, with um, Buxa, with Hill, with Buchanan, the best back four they have, uh, Matt Turner in the goal. And, and you play a fantastic game, a fantastic game that for 60 minutes you, you dominate, you create the best chances, you neutralise uh, Hill and, and, and the front three and, and their best players. So I have only good words and, and, and a positive feeling about the game despite the result, because I really believe that the players are giving absolutely everything what they have and that they play a fantastic game. And of course, they have individual quality and out of nothing, uh, a cross, books out with the head, individual action of of Hill. And when you did all the efforts and when you did everything to be even 2-0, because after the 1-0, we have one or two opportunities to score. and, And Matt Turner was probably, the best player on the field and um, all of a sudden you are one two behind and the third goal is 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 a big mistake because it's, it's a goal kick for us uh that shouldn't happen and you make the final push at the end of the game you come back at uh, two three and and we come short but i talk to my players during the now on the changing room That there's no reason to have a heads on, there's no reasons to to be disappointed because uh, everything is open, everything is in our hands, and we still have 12 points to to win. And the only thing is, you need to recover a team uh, in 48 hours. A team who doesn't have so much, uh, so many players to rotate or so many numbers to to um, to give the opportunity to other players because of the absence and, and, and injuries we have so we have to make it we, what we have and, and we will do our best every single game so again to finish my opening remark uh, I can say that I'm proud of uh, what the team is is giving week in, week out with, with the players that we have available, with all the the, the the difficult circumstances that we are going through at the, at the end of the season when it's money time and and you need to be ready to 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 earn points. Uh, the team is is doing a fantastic job. So uh, a very proud coach uh, despite the results.
6: Thank you, coach. We'll go to Steve Goff first. Aaron, thanks for your time. Um, as you said, there's still some time left and a lot of points left out
2: there. Um, you, you've said all along this is going to come right down to the end to get into the playoffs. How do you um, how do you see this team's chances now?
4: Uh, I just mentioned that everything is in, in our hands and to, no, not many teams can say that four games before the end and, and, and mostly disunited. So let's don't forget from where are we coming and where we are right now in, in only eight months difference. So I'm incredibly proud of the efforts that everyone in this organization is doing to get to the point that we can be competitive against a new, a new England who has another ambition, who has another budget, uh, who has uh, uh, three DPs who are uh, available every single weekend. So you play against those kind of teams and still you are competitive and still you are the better team for the, for the uh, biggest part of the game.
5: we we'll are going to Moises Linares.
4: Profesor, buenas noches. Un partido complicado, una derrota que la vuelven a vender cara, pero creo que en el presupuesto estaba que es un equipo complicado contra el que se enfrentaron. Se vienen partidos contra rivales directos en la pelea de los playoffs. ¿Cómo se siente usted? ¿Qué confianza tiene de que este equipo aún puede seguir luchando como muchos fanáticos creen que lo puede ser? Confianza absoluta. Creo que si, si hay alguien que creyó en este equipo, fuimos nosotros. Porque nadie nadie creyó que podríamos ser así de competitivos, que podríamos ser así de difíciles para cualquier rival. Así que las chances están intactas y vamos a seguir creyendo de la misma manera que creímos al principio del torneo cuando nadie creía en nosotros. En el partido de esta noche, ¿usted vio algo digamos que se puede haber sido diferente? Sabemos que ese tercer gol... Eh, es un error en defensa pero al final el equipo vuelve a luchar hasta el final y se acerca y estuvo acerca de nada de igualar ese partido en todos los goles que un equipo recibe hay errores y hay cosas por corregir así que eh, es parte del fútbol es parte del fútbol cometer errores eh, lo que duele es que son errores que eh, ya hemos conversado y ya hemos analizado y ya hemos discutido pero bueno, es parte del fútbol, es parte de, de, de siempre que hay goles hay errores, y para eso estoy yo y el, y el cuerpo técnico, para poder corregirlos, así que la mentalidad del equipo es impresionante, yo estoy, estoy muy contento porque lo dan todo, eh, aún en circunstancias cuando parece que el partido está terminado, eh, entran jugadores desde el banco y Se sigue luchando hasta el final um, así que nada no no hay nada por reprocharse si si vamos a perder lo dije siempre tiene que ser de esta manera luchando hasta el final y así lo haremos hasta el último minuto del último partido.
5: We'll go back to Steve Goff.
6: No, and Andy wasn't available tonight. Um, I imagine that was because of his his workload and for club and country and you'd like to have him ready for Saturday, is that? true
4: yeah let's go let's go he can be ready uh, not only him also Paul uh, we will see with um, with Jordi and Edison we will take a little bit longer but look at the four names I, I, I I'm, we are just mentioning it's 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 way too much you know especially when you come to to money time on the final search I don't think any team in this league uh, uh, can can miss those type of profiles and those type of players. So uh, I still believe it's possible, even though those players are are not available. And we're going to try it. We're going to try it the same way we we tried from the very beginning of the season. And we're going to keep on fighting until, until the very end.
5: We'll go to Jason Anderson.
4: Uh, hi, Arnon.
6: Thanks for speaking with us uh, tonight. Um, you mentioned uh, mostly being able to contain uh, heel, especially um, the revs kind of play that their their midfield setup is a little different from just about everyone else in the east um, I was curious about what what you were trying to uh, to do to set up to make sure that you could have the control you talked about it, it seemed like Felipe uh, especially was seeing a lot
4: of heel. and I was curious about that aspect of the game yeah that was his task yeah um... Felipe's function was to try to neutralize uh, Hill, being three against two on the back with our three centre backs against the two forwards, um, trying to have Julian a lot higher on the field. And by moments, by a lot in a lot of moments, we were with a pack four. Um, we knew they were playing with the offensive fullbacks, and uh, Nigel was more. Starting from from the left wing side, uh, trying to explode that space uh, behind uh, by, um, and in transition we knew we will have a lot of opportunities, and all that with, with Nigel. Uh, that's the way we scored our first goal, and that's the way we had. I don't know how many opportunities to score. So that was the game plan. The game plan was was excellent, and the players fulfilled that. Uh, for most, of, most parts of the games, uh, almost until perfection. But then you have to know, Hill is a left-footed player. Then you have to know if you allow the opponent to play crosses, books, and bow, that's his strongest point. And one second of uh, not focused or not being concentrated, and you concede to go. So that's, that's part of the game. That's the quality they have in the team, and that's why they are first in the East.
5: Coach, that's it. Thank you. What? All right, folks. Steve Birnbaum coming up next. Hands up for Steve. Thank you. Hey, Steve, you all set? Yeah. Go to Steve Goff. you, hey, Steve. Thanks for
2: your
6: time. Um, what, uh, you're playing a very difficult team, New England, and, and those three DPs were – we're certainly on top of their game tonight what was what was the challenge like and, and how do you think the team performed given all the circumstances
5: yeah uh you know obviously I thought we played a really good first half um probably should have come out with something more there um but it obviously you know we started well in the second half and and um you know they put their chances away and and uh those three up top are definitely a handful and you know you give them a half chance here and there they're going to put them away and that's what they did tonight. They punished us. And, um, you know, we, we made some, some silly mistakes in the back and, uh, you know, against a team like that, you know, you can't do that. And, and, you know, we were lucky enough just to get a second goal there at the end and make a push for it, but, um, kind of a tale of two halves. Go to Jason Anderson.
6: Hi, Steven. Thanks for speaking with us. Um, I just wanted to kind of, in, get some context on, you know, you guys had to rotate a lot, the schedule, the injuries, um, kind of a big factor there. Whereas New England played what seems like their best 11 and you came this close. It's the third time you played the revs and come feel it seemingly this close. Um, how close do you feel like uh, you guys are as a team to um, being able to, to take that next step against the new England's and, and Nashville's of the league?
5: Yeah. I mean, I think if you watch, you know, any of the games that we played them this year, obviously we didn't get the result, but we have, we have tons of chances um, against them. So uh, we know it's there. We had a, a bunch of chances tonight again, um, didn't put them away. And, you know, we could have maybe given ourselves a better chance at it and, you know, gotten to our shape a little more if we're leading, um, you know, we were, but, you know, with more goals, obviously would, would obviously help, but um, you know, we feel like we're right there. We feel like we're right there and we're competing and um you know, it's in this league, you know, it's anyone's game and and just on the day, it just depends on you know who's gonna who's gonna play better. And tonight, you know, they they had our number. We'll go to Mario Amaya. Hey, Steve. Uh with four games left of this season, what is the team mentality or the team morale looking like uh with this final push tor- towards a playoff spot, especially considering that they that you guys have three games in seven days coming up? Yeah, I mean, 12 points out there for us. That's how we're looking at it. There's 12 points out there. Um, we still got a great shot at whatever. You know, we control our destiny basically at this point. And, uh, you know, we know the schedule is brutal, but everyone's going through it right now. It's not just us. Um, and we know how many of these games are packed in at one time. And, um, you know, we're, we're ready for it. So I know it's cliche, but you got to take it one game at a time. And, you know, this next one's up in New York City. So um, it's a quick turnaround and we got to prepare for that. That's it, Steve. Thanks, man. Thanks, guys.